Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to the e-commerce conversation with Pat Callahan. A weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics, featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. And now let's move right on over to Pat to see who he has queued up for this week's interview. Welcome to e-commerce conversations. I'm Pat Callahan, and today I'm joined by Alex Rempel, CEO and founder of TrialPay. Welcome, Alex. It's good to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. I appreciate your time. I want to talk about trial pay today. It's uh, I was reading something interesting about it not too long ago in the Wall Street Journal. It seems like it has a lot of potential, marketing mix potential, conversion potential. So let's jump right into it. What What is trial pay? Trial pay is almost like a, a PayPal for people who don't pay. And that sounds kind of bizarre at first, so I'll, I'll describe it in a little bit more detail. Basically, most people that go to a website or that uh, sign up for an online service never get around to paying for it. They look, they browse, and then they go out the door, or in this case, the virtual door. They, they close their browser window. And many of those customers, they just they either don't like the price or they're not really happy with, or they don't know that much about what you do as a company, so they're a little bit hesitant about shopping. But those same customers might be great customers for Geico. They might be great customers for FTD come Valentine's Day. They might be a great customers for buycostumes.com come Halloween. And really what TrialPay does is we allow a customer to pay for one product by trying something else. So as an example, if you were to download WinZip, which is a popular software application which has millions and millions of users, not that many people pay, which is unfortunately par for the course for downloadable software, you can now pay for WinZip with TrialPay, which means that you're paying for WinZip by transacting with an advertising partner. And the benefit for a lot of our merchants, such as a WinZip, is that now they can make money from people who otherwise would have never paid them. They're bad customers for WinZip, but they're great customers for another merchant in our platform, and that's basically how TrialPay works. I'm very intrigued by this idea because it seems to me it's all about lowering abandonment of a website, right. essentially. So tell me a little bit about how it works for merchants. So for a merchant, we work with four main types of merchants. We work with uh, a lot of software companies. We work with uh, a lot of retailers. We work with a lot of online services. And we also work with publishing companies. And all of them have the same problem but in different forms. So take a retailer. They might have, there are two ways that uh, companies like retailers use trial pay. One is as a strict alternative to payment, kind of like how Google Checkout or Bill Me Later or PayPal is used. That's not as common, but the idea there is that suppose that you're selling a $20 product, and it's a very, very competitive industry. Margins are very low. $20 is pretty much the lowest that you can offer to your consumers, 
but still people are hesitant about paying $20. In the trial pay system, if, if you as the retailer, as the merchant, were to offer your consumers the ability to pay with trial pay, they would be able to pay by, say, switching their insurance from Progressive to Geico, or by buying flowers from FTD, or perhaps by signing up for an American Express card. And all of those companies will pay a lot more than $20 to acquire a new customer, which is pretty neat about our whole system, is that if you're, charging tw- if you're a retailer and you're charging $20 for a product and somebody pays for that with trial pay as opposed to with Visa or MasterCard or Google Checkout or what have you, the trial pay might be able to pay you, the retailer, maybe $50, maybe $100 for a customer that otherwise was maybe on the fence about paying 20 and the reason why is simply because the, the lifetime value of customers to other advertisers is so much higher. It's almost an unfair fight in that I pay Sprint PCS probably $100 a month for my phone, which is a lot. I pay Zagat.com $20 a year. And Sprint has so much more money to play around with for acquiring new customers because their lifetime value of a customer is much higher. Same goes with Geico. Geico will charge over $100 a month for car insurance. They can afford to pay hundreds of dollars to acquire a new customer. So to answer your, your question, uh, quite a few people use this as a strict alternative to payment, and they do that because people that are hesitant about buying their products might be more willing to transact with another advertiser. And likewise, uh, they as the retailer, as the merchant, will make more money, which is a big plus. And then another group is not so much as an alternative to payment, but really focusing on people who have somehow fallen out of the whole shopping process. So maybe once somebody abandons their shopping cart, you can offer them $20 off their pro- their, their order if they transact with another uh, blue chip advertiser. Or likewise, if you're a Halloween store and FTD is essentially a, a Valentine's Day and Mother's Day store, um, there is a really there's a huge amount of synergy between the two. People are not going to be buying Halloween costumes in I don't know February, but uh, the Halloween store can say, "Hey, you've been a valuable customer to us. We're going to give you twenty dollars off your next Halloween order come the following October if you buy flowers or if you buy something from one of our partners in February." So it creates a lot of brand loyalty because. Next year, I have now this 15 or $20 coupon for buycostumes.com. I'm going to use that, and I'm going to buy my Halloween costume at that particular store and not somewhere else. So it, it really helps to create a lot of brand loyalty and keep customers coming back to the same merchant again and again. I can see why it would, and our magazine is focused towards small to mid-sized businesses, and it seems like this could be one method for those websites, those companies, those people to really build some brand loyalty. Exactly. I mean, we found that very much so in that if you have a thousand people coming to your website, most likely 950 of them leave without ever having transacted, which is a real, I mean, it, it sounds like a huge number, but that's, again, par for the course. And this is an area where if you're a really small company and people haven't heard of you, people have heard of the American Express card. They have heard of FTD. They have heard of Geico, and this is a way for a lot of small merchants to really use those brands to help them convert more customers. And it works very, very well because people, everybody's heard of Geico. Maybe people haven't heard of your particular store, but this is a way to allow them to transact with Geico and therefore pay you. And then they're going, this overcomes the initial hesitation about paying a smaller merchant. Yeah, I can see why it would. Let's talk a little bit about how trial pay works for advertisers. Sure. So the advertiser side is the exact opposite, and and many of our merchants also become advertisers. What we do is we work with about 2,000 advertisers worldwide, 
and they will tell us how much they're willing to pay for a particular type of consumer. So GEICO will probably pay more for somebody who pays all their bills on time and uh, who's in a particular region of the country and so on and so forth than somebody who never pays their bills on time and has a terrible accident record. Now, we don't know that necessarily, but we have certain proxies for that information. So, for example, McAfee is a client of TrialPay, and McAfee customers might be worth more money to Geico than uh, WinZip customers. So what we allow our advertisers to do is an advertiser will essentially bid on particular types of customers. So Discover Card might say, we'll pay X dollars for this type of customers, uh, Y dollars for this type of customer. Uh, Blockbuster, which is a big advertiser on our platform, will say, well, uh, these types of customers are worth $20, these types of customers are worth $70, these types of customers are worth $50, and they'll essentially set a price for the types of customers that they're willing to acquire. And this, this makes a lot of sense for them because they only pay us when they actually get a real paying customer. They're not paying per click, they're not paying per impression. Blockbuster only pays trial pay money when TrialPay sends them a new paying customer, and the way that we do that is we take somebody who maybe wouldn't have paid for McAfee or wouldn't have paid for WinZip, or maybe they would have paid, but it turns out that WinZip can make more money by sending their customers to Blockbuster um, than by charging them directly. I see. Let's talk a little bit about conversion rates. Sure. You know, there are multiple payment options out there, Google Checkout, PayPal, and Bill Me Later. How does TrialPay conversion rates compare to these other options? Well, we're a lot different because, again, we're, we're like the payment option for people that don't pay most of the time. Right. So we, we're not competitive at all, in my opinion, with a Bill Me Later or a PayPal or a Google Checkout um, or even a Visa or a MasterCard. People that know they want to pay, they're going to pay. And by, if you're a merchant and you add ad additional alternative payments, I think that generally it's a good idea up to a certain point. You don't want to add 500 different kinds of payments because that just overwhelms consumers and makes it hard to find the popular ones. But it does make sense to add PayPal because maybe somebody has a balance in their PayPal account. It makes sense to add Google Checkout because maybe people trust Google more than they trust you. Uh, it makes sense to, to offer Bill Me Later because, well, maybe somebody doesn't have any more money and they've maxed out their credit card and they still want to buy your product. So we're a lot different. Those, those companies are just basically shifting the tender type around. It's like I, as a consumer, instead of paying with PayPal, I'm going to pay with Google Checkout. But there's a huge mass of consumers that just won't pay. Their main reticence to paying, we work with a lot of dating sites, for example. Some people, they want to use a dating site. They just don't want to pay for it. Right. It doesn't matter if they have a billion dollars in their bank account. For whatever reason, they just don't feel like clicking the submit button and paying $29.99 to this particular dating site. However, the same person that wouldn't pay for a dating site would pay for a new pair of jeans from The Gap. And that's really what we do. So. We address, I, I look at the world as 100% of most companies' revenue comes from maybe 1% to 5% of their customers. The other 95% you get zero from, and that's really what we help address. We, in some cases, can double a company's revenue because it's not that hard if you look at it. If 1% of your consumers right now comprises 100% of your revenue, the other 99% in our opinion, is worth just as much, if not more, than the 1% who paid. You just have to find what they will pay for. Sure. So our, our conversion rates are all over the map. It really depends on where companies place us because we really want to be at the top of the funnel. So if you have a million people coming into your website and a thousand of them actually end up paying, which might be typical, we can have a lot more effect 
on the million than we can on maybe the 2,000 that gets the shopping cart, because then at that point, you've already lost 99% of your consumers. It certainly is an interesting model, Alex. What, what was the thought process that led you to this? Well, it, it came out of necessity. So I ran a consumer software company, and we basically had this problem of we, we had about a 1% conversion rate. Well, it, it varied between 1% and 5%, depending on how we advertised it. But basically, 100% of our revenue came from about 1% of our users. And we tried lots and lots of different things. We offered coupons. We offered promotions. We did pretty much everything we could think of. And we had a free trial for 30 days, which everybody signed up for. But then at the end of the free trial, maybe if we were lucky, 1%, 2 3% of people actually decided they're going to pay us. So what we started doing was we figured, okay, well, maybe they won't pay for our service, but Netflix was getting popular at the time. We'll make Netflix available to them for free. Or rather, we'll make our service available if they pay for Netflix. Netflix is charging $20 a month, meaning they make $240 a year from a consumer. They can pay a lot more money to acquire somebody than we could with a $24.99 product. So we did this. We rolled out Netflix. I think they were one of our first advertisers. And it actually increased our sales by quite a bit. Not a huge amount, because not everybody in the world wanted Netflix. Quite a few people already paid for Netflix. So then we signed up The Gap. And then we kept adding a lot of new um, advertisers, mainly just through the affiliate programs that these advertisers had up and running. And by the end of the day, or it wasn't really the end of the day, but after a few months uh, of doing this, it had doubled our revenue. So it seemed like a really good idea. But what I got out of it was that it's actually really hard to do. If all you're doing is accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, American Express, PayPal, Bill Me Later, and Google Checkout, it's very easy to manage. A small company can deal with all those payment options very easily. If suddenly you are dealing with thousands of forms of, of quote-unquote payment, and by payment I mean any particular advertiser, like we had users in Brazil, there's no Netflix in Brazil, but how do we make money from them? And it turns out there are advertisers in Brazil that will pay to acquire Brazilian users. There are advertisers in uh, Poland. We work with the largest, right now Charlpay works with the largest DVD rental service in Poland called filmclub.pl. We have a deal with them. They pay us in Polish Zlotys, and it's kind of hard for a small merchant to negotiate deals with thousands of advertisers one by one uh, accept payment and really worry about tracking these guys down to get paid, negotiating the different payment schedules and so on and so forth. So that's why I started trial pay because I had done this as a merchant. I realized how effective it was, but I also realized how hard it was to really manage. You can find it online at trialpay.com and it's all about turning browsers into buyers. Alex, I really want to thank you for your time. I hope to have you on again. And like I said, you can check it out at trialpay.com. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation with Pat Callahan. I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week for another new episode to find out who Pat will be speaking with.